R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Re-e-a, audio. 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 Re-e-a, Season two. Season two. Season two. You know, back in the day, auto mechanics needed to use their experience, instinct, and knowledge of individual automobiles, not to mention time, sweat, sometimes blood, to know what was wrong with your ride. There was a great Amco commercial from just a few years ago that highlighted the problems mechanics used to have. Every time I start it up, it's like a It kind of sounds like this. So you're sure it's a... And not a... Yes, it's definitely a... That's your transmission. Well, now the process is much simpler. Repair shops simply plug your car into their computer, and the car tells them most of the information they need to know about the issue. You can even buy one of those gadgets for yourself. You just ask the car, and it tells you. Now imagine a world where doctors diagnose problems and prescribe treatments simply based on their experience, instinct, and knowledge of people. They might say, well, Jill seems to be limping to the left. She says her ankle hurts. Swimming helps that. Let's put her in a pool. Or Don can't lift his left arm all the way. It's very sore. You know fishing could help that. Let's get him some tackle and a rod. I know these are really silly and unrealistic examples, but either treatment could very well be right or wrong. The thing is they're based on third-party assumptions when all along they're leaving out one very important aspect of that treatment, the perspective of the injured worker. This week we talk with Tammy Boyd, head of global sales for workerscompensation.com. Tammy has a great story of how simply asking an injured worker about their likes and dislikes, motivations and desires made a successful recovery possible. So Tammy, thanks for being with us. I certainly appreciate your your kind of navigating between baseball tournaments and uh, so you were kind enough to hop on with us uh, to, to talk uh, a little bit about like some of the new things that uh, that are happening within the workers comp world. And, and kind of a, a trend that we kind of talked about in focusing more on story and people. And, and that's really what we're trying to do with REA Audio. And, and I know you have some good ones to share. And so certainly appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us. So Tammy, tell us a little bit about your workers' comp experience. How did you get uh, into the workers' comp world and then with uh, workerscompensation.com? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me, Todd. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so I started out, I think in our industry, like most people do that by, by accident or right. <laughs> not, not intentions anyway of, of thinking that insurance is, um, a, a career path. So, um, I, I've always done marketing in one, um, kind of form or another. I was in healthcare marketing prior to coming on board. I worked for a neuro rehab company at the time. It was really small. And so um, I kind of grew up in the ranks from from that of being um, on the vendor side and also providing the residential neuro rehab care. Um, so um, my, a family member brought me in. Um, he, he sold to a national organization. And then um, there was a... Um, a startup company that had been um, had a different uh, value proposition that was very um, intriguing to the market, and so I was able to come on board. And so the the owner of the organization gave me a lot of autonomy, a lot of um, unstructured marketing strategy to go after 
claims that I don't think that we would have been able to go after anyway. So I kind of thought large and big and out of the box thinking. So that's what really made me excited. So um, I like to go where my competitors aren't. Um, so our, we were Florida based. So I thought, gosh, if we just um, stay in Florida, look look for, for into Florida as a market, um, I don't know that we would grow because in workers' compensation specifically and with um, traumatic injuries for brain, spinal cord injury, those kind of neurological, um, really catastrophic claims. Um, thankfully, there are far and few between, but also it's it's a niche and it's a very competitive one, even though um, maybe one to four percent of all workers' compensation claims are a catastrophic claim. So um, they gave me the opportunity to look outside the box, look bigger, um, which I did. So um, I, I looked at to see who um, from the acute care level was providing that that level of excellence and care. And so um, it was those kinds of organizations that, that I developed longstanding relationships with. And we had tours of their hospitals. And so when they were discharging their patients for that level of care of, of that those individuals uh, with um, that that weren't re- able to return to work yet, weren't able to return home yet, but needed uh, a, a lot of extensive rehabilitation. Um, we were the next level of care, so that's where um, I wanted us to be front of mind with those care um, discharge planners of of who to send. Uh, patients too. And so I, I developed strong relationships with those uh, centers of excellence for brain spinal cord injury, as well as um, within our own organization, there's case management companies, there's a very large one. And so I've developed a very strong relationship with them and, and had their medical director tour our program. And so what happened with all of that from a marketing perspective is that you have that grassroots effort um, and word of mouth marketing that people resonated with and so that helped build our brand and built our presence so long story short that's how we were able to to grow and prosper within our industry and i'm very proud of that work that we did and um, providing really quality holistic care for those those injured workers so that 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 really just Mm -hmm. very proud of that accomplishment well, you know, obviously there's a lot of competition in in the world of workers' compensation with reemployability. We face competition with the, the companies that, that you've worked with. You face competition. And what I've found is, uh, you know, as I mentioned, kind of a, a shift more towards what what's differentiating us from from our competition. And I know with reemployability, it's it's a focus on the injured worker, right? We have stories from injured workers that have uh, just... Uh, not as traumatic of injuries as as like the, the the brain injuries that you're talking about, but but still have really really great stories of how they've been able to recover from their injury and get back to their life uh, as normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure with respect to the traumatic brain injuries, you have been able to differentiate yourself with that company because of the focus on the injured worker and getting them back uh, as best they possibly can. Mm -hmm. Would you mind sharing a story or two? Sure. Yeah. So um, we wanted to do something different that wasn't in the marketplace already. That was our value proposition. So um, traditionally um, during team meetings that the patient or injured worker wasn't part of the conversation. 
Um, so we, you'd have all these um, clinicians and physicians talking about the best possible treatment for their injured worker and best possible outcome. But they were, weren't including family members and they weren't including the injured worker. So as you know, with what you do for reemployability is you want to get that engagement with the injured worker. You want to know what their goals are. You want to know, you know, what they're passionate about. So, um, so it, we were able to provide that level of, of really personalized, almost boutique level of care. And so that really um, resonated with, um, you know, the insurance carriers, the case management, um, that everybody was, it was a holistic approach to their care and put the, the, the injured worker at the center of that care. And so they were able to say, Hey, you know, this is what motivates me. Like for example, um, we had an injured worker. Um, he was working in the Grand Canyon. He's just a real, just, um, just a hands-on, um, loved the outdoors. He worked, um, with the tour guides in, in the Grand Canyon and, and, um, tours down to, um, the river and all of that. So he got, had a crushing injury with a horse. And, um, so, the carrier at the time was kind of reluctant to even getting back to that kind of work environment, but that's right. where he thrived the most. And he was so focused that that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to work outdoors again. He wanted to work um, with livestock again, those big animals, you know, with the horses and, and steers and um, that environment. Um, so we, so the, 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 organization that I worked with at the time, they had different properties to help provide levels of care for their, their workers. So one of the properties they had actually was sat on acreage. They had livestock and it was something that was probably not done before. And they're like, yeah, let's get him to his rehabilitation and, um, you know, work with, with, um, I think there were chickens and stuff, you know, kind of started out small to make sure that, that it was manageable. And then we, we had, you know, we purchased the livestock for him to recreate that work environment that he thrived in. Mm. So that was kind of the level of care, um, that was provided. And I wanted to, I, I realized that I didn't finish the other part of your question from initially. Yeah. And that was like, how did I get into workerscompensation.com? Mm-hmm. So, um, just because of the whole pandemic situation and the pivot, um, with the, um, rehabilitation company that I was with, that they had, um, they had been purchased by the national organization. So I was able to pivot over to workerscompensation.com. It was a really good fit with my skill set and background that um, I, with workerscompensation.com, that I um, have a lot of writing skills, a lot of marketing skills that this position um, is, is, is fit for for my, my skill set more specifically. So, um, and then just knowing, uh, I know a lot of um, just traveling previous my previous job that helped me with getting to know people in the industry, the decision makers, you know, those kind of people. So, I there was a comfort level, and, and as you probably know, Todd, that that this industry is is you know people are um, you know entrusting you with your claims, so they're going to make sure that your company is reputable that you're reputable because that's a reflection of who they are as their organization. And they don't want to incur more costs with going with the wrong provider versus the right provider. So um, that's how I came on board with workerscompensation.com. 
So how did the uh, how did the the person that uh, was working with the livestock did they end up getting back to their job down in um, down in the, right. the Grand Canyon? Great question. Yes. Yeah. So that was the thing is that he progressed so much and he thrived in that environment that we recreated for him that he did go back to work with his previous employer. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I and, and so it, it's funny that you mentioned that the conversation was had about the best way to rehab somebody without that person even involved. Right. Like it, that, that it seems so counterintuitive. Um, to not have that person or their family involved in in that kind of discussion, and and that that's great, and bringing that that human element back yeah. into it. Yeah, right? um, and then we also had the capacity to to because um, some of um, these individuals that they were far away from home, um, mm-hmm. you know, some in different states. So we had um, we compensated the family for staying with with their loved ones. Um, mm-hmm. So whether it was like a weekend or maybe a week, um, there were just other accommodations that were made to make sure the family was involved because that's part of the equation too is is to have that that their support system in in place and to know because we were also um involving family members so when they were discharged that the family was successful at home and providing Mm -hmm. that care for the individuals you know um so that's part of the equation too so um yeah i think i mentioned earlier before about the one um, patient that i had um come across at um a local hospital here in tampa where i read his medical chart and i thought oh my gosh he's going to be unresponsive laying in a bed Mm -hmm. just couldn't believe like how severely he was injured and then when i opened his hospital door Um, His family, his children, his wife had never left his bedside. The hospital accommodated for the children and the wife. And and she refused the treatment plan that was in place and said she wanted him to be at home with them. And she had learned enough being at the hospital there on how how to best help him and be a success at home. Yeah, people helping people, right? That's what it's all about. So I I came from the advertising world as well, not necessarily in workers' compensation, but uh, in other other media. And one of the things that I loved about that was that I got to talk to people in every different kind of business uh, that you could even imagine, right? Everything from pizza shop owners to people that ran, you know, uh, entertainment companies, just just all these different types of, of businesses that people could get involved with. And, and I loved asking them questions about those types of things. Now, I know at workerscompensation.com, obviously that broadens your horizons with folks within the workers comp world that you can have discussions with um, when, when bringing them on board. So um, is there anything that you've learned from the, uh, <laughs> I love your puppy, by the way. <laughs> is there anything that you've learned from, from the interaction with the people in the organizations that you've met with over the time that you've been with workerscompensation.com? Yeah, just even in the industry as as a whole, I've been in the workers' compensation industry for over 12 years now. And what I found is that people, I, I, I don't really necessarily say that's industry as much as it is a community, mm-hmm. that people really strive um, to see the good in other people. And if you ask for assistance or, or guidance or even, hey, you know, can you introduce me to so-and-so? I haven't met this person, but I think that, you know, we can... Um, offer some solutions for them. And so people have been genuinely just 
extremely nice, helpful, wanting people to to level up.、Mm-hmm. So、um, that's what I've really appreciated so much. And I don't know that you see that in other industries. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I just feel like there's this like community effort of lifting everybody else up. I see it in the collaboration of like WCI's coming up in a couple of months, and、um, they have this big um, um, service day and. Uh, prior to the pandemic, they had over a thousand volunteers in August in Florida、um, outside volunteering and coming together, regardless of com- competitor or not. That they were coming together for a common goal、um, to help others, and so I just, you know, I, that that it just really just is. Something that's genuine, and I'm not sure that you really see that in other organizations or industries. But it just—I think that's why I've stayed so long. Just feel、um, just embraced by、um, our industry.、Um, the more people you get to know. When you were starting out in the industry, is there anything that, looking back now, that you think you might have done differently? Um, gosh, yeah.、Um, So I wasn't given any direction, and I didn't even realize、um, early on that I was actually、um, in, you know, targeting the workers' compensation community because that was something new to me and something that I had been previously exposed to.、Um, so um, basically,、um, my boss had given me a stack of business cards and said, "Go get business." It's like, right, right. you know, there's no roadmap. <laughs> For me, it was a yellow pages that kind、okay. of gauged me a little bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So、mm-hmm. something similar. So I, I just didn't know. So one of the first、um, events that I had attended or was an exhibitor at was、um, here locally in the area, and you're probably familiar with WCCP. And I'm still friends and colleagues to this day with. People that I had met at just that one event, and so that ha- kind of helped spread like wildfire because those other vendors help open the doors、um, for because we're all focused in targeting the same、um, target audience. So、um, they were able to help、um, help me get introductions to the decision makers at other carriers, third party administrators, and、um, just invite me to get to know. You know who their contacts were,、um, so that was very helpful.、Um, so I really appreciated all that support early on when I really just kind of didn't know what I was doing and where I was going, but just、mm-hmm. you know relied heavily on those kind of relationships with other vendors to to move forward. I think it, you know, and that's very similar to like what I would say to that question. Don't be afraid to ask. You got to ask people for the assistance. And and I think one of the things when I started in in the advertising sales world was I felt like I was supposed to know everything, and and I really didn't know anything. And so the, I think the best way is to just don't be afraid to ask.、Um, people are willing, as you mentioned, especially in this industry, to、uh, to offer help and and get people moving along because. It's not, as you mentioned, and it's, I ask everybody that question at the start. Like, so how did you get into the industry? And not a single person says, "I、uh, went to high school and I always wanted to be in the workers' comp world." And you know, everybody kind of falls into it somehow. And and I think there's so many opportunities, especially since we are in the business of helping people. We really are.、Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if we can, if we can pivot away from the spreadsheets and the numbers, and understand that behind every number and every spreadsheet is a person and a family、um, that that wants to get better, 
uh, yep. that that will help us a, a great deal for sure. Yeah, I, I think that you know there there seems to be a shift. Um, I know the more um, events that I go to, and you're listening to, they're moving away from um, adjusters and um, claims and. Um, even compensation, because that even has kind of a negative term. You think that you're compensated for an injury, which, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a recovery where I, I've seen actual um, carrier, a new carrier recently that all of their vernaculars changed, mm-hmm. that they use recovery. And you hear um, uh, thought leaders in our industry that are speaking that they're they're changing that vernacular too to more recovery and um, outcomes and being more holistic and involved, involving family members, involving the actual injured worker in conversations and using their names and not a claims number that they really are human, um, that they really have um, been affected with their workplace injury. Um, you know, so it's like I, I, I see our industry too as being very compassionate, um, and we're all working. Towards Towards the same goal of getting that person um, better back to their baseline and getting them back to work, you know? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, Tammy, thank you for your time uh, and, and your stories. And it was such a pleasure talking to you today. I hope uh, at some point, maybe you'll come back and, and be with us again. I'd love to hear more about some of the things that you're learning um, through all the folks that you're talking to at workerscompensation.com. And, uh, and, and you'll come back and join us. We appreciate it. Appreciate the invitation. Thank you. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please let us know. You can find us on Twitter at REA Audio Podcast. That's the best place for feedback and show suggestions. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listentorea.com. If you have a story or you know someone who does, please don't be shy. Email Todd at reemployability.com or tell us on Twitter at REA Audio Podcast. I'd love to chat with you. By the way, Tammy mentioned a book she was reading after we finished recording. It's called The Rabbit Effect, and it talks about showing compassion and empathy towards others and how it can improve their quality of life and recovery from an illness. You should check it out if you're interested. That'll do it. Have a great rest of your week.